Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Politics by Faith, brought to you by Public Square and Patriot Gold Group. Mike Slater, thank you for being here. This is a special we did on the TV about transgenderism in America, where this all came from and where it's going. Uh, I am uh, recovering from covid Right now, that's why my voice is where it is. That's why we haven't had a lot of podcast episodes so far this week. I haven't been able to talk. That's <laughs> kind of a problem. Um, and the, when we recorded this, it was right as I was getting sick. So uh, in this video or in this uh, TV episode, I'm nauseous and, uh, and dizzy and about to pass out. <laughs> and right now, uh, I've, I just feel like a million pie. <laughs> but anyway, I'll be in a couple days. We'll be all better and it's all good. The first section here is our monologue, and then we go right to Chloe Cole, who is a detransitioner, so uh, a girl who thought she should live as a boy, and she tells her story why, and then is going back to living as a girl, and it's a remarkable story, and we can all learn a lot. Uh, parents, young kids, people who are in the system, the healthcare system, everything can learn from Chloe Cole. So that is what is going on in this podcast episode. Thank you for being here. Hey, Slider Crusaders, America is the greatest country in the world. Welcome to our special Politics by Faith, the trans issue. Let's talk about transgenderism in America because it's not going away. They, are keep, they will keep forcing this into your life and into the life of your kids. We all know by now, Bud Light sponsoring Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan is a 26-year-old man who prances around acting like a 12-year-old girl. This is one of the first videos he put out. Day 66, being a girl, and today I'm in nature. Trees, I love them. Water, lakes, I love them. Heels, they're my hiking heels. I love them. He was able to parlay that into millions of dollars. All these sponsorship deals, all to make up Kate Spade, Tampax. He did an ad for Nike sports bras. <laughs> what? Sports bras. But of course, the one that got the most attention was Bud Light. Now, when this first happened, my thought was, who in the world made that decision? Who at Bud Light, who are the people sitting around at Bud Light that decided that a transgender person should be the new face of Bud Light. Like, what a bizarre decision. Well, it looks like Elisa Heinerscheid is her name. She went to a $60,000 a year prep school in Massachusetts, then she went to Harvard undergrad, and then she went to University of Pennsylvania's The Wharton School, the business school. So she's way better than you, way smarter than you. And her LinkedIn says that since July 2022, 
She's been VP Bud Light first female to lead the largest beer brand in the industry. Here's an interview that she did on March 23rd on a podcast called Make Yourself at Home. I'm a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. I had a really clear job to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light. And yeah. it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, we mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what, is, what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm -hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people <clears throat> who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. So two things. First, look people in the eyes. When you look people in the eyes, you can see their soul. That's first. Second, watch out with anyone with a vocal fry. I had a super important job to do. Job to do. Uh, job to do. Bud Light put that woman in charge of branding their product. Of course that's what you're going to get. Like, it makes perfect sense. Like, who else would she hire to be the new face of the brand if not a transgender person? Because it's not, appeal it's not about appealing to you. You're a terrible person. You're a bigot. We got to appeal to people like, like this. People like, like Dylan. These people hate you is what I'm getting at. These people hate you. But it's not just advertisements. Planned Parenthood is pushing puberty blockers on children. Check out this video. There are medicines you can take to help your body start the process, like hormone replacement therapy. Some people decide on hormones or surgeries to help their bodies match up to their gender identity or how they feel inside about themselves. Your gender identity is real. You should be the one to decide what changes you want to make to your body. If you're transgender or non-binary, you may find that your puberty experiences don't line up with your gender identity or how you see yourself. That feeling can be uncomfortable, scary, and stressful. If that sounds like you, know that you're not alone. There are medicines you can take to delay puberty for a while. They're called puberty blockers, and they work like a stop sign by halting the hormones testosterone and estrogen that cause puberty changes like facial hair growth and periods. Puberty blockers are safe and can give you more time to figure out what feels right for you, your body, and your gender identity. It's unbelievable, unbelievable propaganda. We're gonna talk with Chloe Cole coming up in a little bit. She started transitioning at a very young age and now she's detransitioned and she's an amazing voice. Um, and then one of the people, one of the victims, of propaganda like that. So the idea is that you decide what changes happen in your body. Why? Because you're God now. You're God. There is no God. We've removed him. There is no creator. So you are now the creator. And it's time you worship you. We'll talk more about that coming up in a little bit. A couple points before we get into it all. First, the slippery slope is real. People call it the slippery slope fallacy, as if it's a logical fallacy. You kidding me? The slippery slope is real, the slippery slope is undefeated, and I've never seen it slipperier than with transgenders, with the T's. Never has such a small group of people commanded such a massive amount of attention and changed so many lives and changed culture so profoundly in so short a time. This was a Coors Light commercial 
only 20 years ago. I love playing two-hand touch, eating way too much, watching my team win with the twins. I love quarterbacks eating dirt, pom-poms and short skirts, fans who won't quit, and those twins. And I love That was 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago. And now we get this. Now we get Dylan in a bubble bath. That's a beer commercial. Okay? So don't tell me there's no slippery slope. This whole thing started with the T's in North Carolina because for some reason transgender people needed to use different public bathrooms. It was like weird. Like, what were you doing before? No one cared. No one ever thought about it. It was never a problem. But they had to make it a problem. And they're gonna force it down your throat and throat. And when you pushed back, you were the bigot. And now, in that North Carolina bathroom bill, that was 2016. So only seven years later, a transgender person can murder three nine-year-old Christian children and three Christian adults because they're Christian. And immediately the narrative is, well, we gotta watch out for anti-trans backlash. What is the no spin news all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. The Vice President, Kamala Harris, she did not go to the funeral for the Christian kids who were murdered. Nor would I want her to, really. But she was sure to make the trip to Tennessee to mourn with the trans community. And you know how much, you know how much anti-trans violence there's been? None. Like, wouldn't you, like, all we heard about was how much, how, uh, how much violence there is, how dangerous it is for trans people. You'd think we would have heard a story of something happening to a transgender person. But of course they didn't because it never happened. There were no trans people attacked in Tennessee. None. There never is. There's no anti-trans hate. 
There's, there's anti-trans, stop pushing this on our children. Stop manipulating our children. Stop mutilating children. Stop causing permanent harm to children. There's that. But in no way is anyone hurting trans people. So the slippery slope is real. Know that. Second thing, why do people fall for this? Why are otherwise normal people in support of a movement that removes the breasts of healthy 15-year-old girls? Like, what? Here's why. The cause of the transgenders, and really, this is true with almost all progressive things, there's a kernel of truth and a noble cause. This is why people fall for things. There's a kernel of truth and a noble cause. You wonder why normal, average, regular people are in favor of teaching little children, little kindergartners, that gender is fluid and you can switch your sex and you, you're, you're a boy in a girl's body. It's like, what? How could people be supportive? Like, that's really one of the craziest things that anyone could ever say. I'm a woman stuck in a man's body. Like, that's crazy. And for a child to say, I'm a girl stuck in a boy's body. And yet most people, truly most people in America are like, yep, let's affirm. Huh? Why do so many people go along with that? Because it has a kernel of truth and a noble cause. So people jump on the train, and then as time goes on, the train ends up in crazy town, and people don't want to admit that they were wrong and jump off the train. We're, we're talk, we'll talk more about that phenomenon in, uh, in one of our podcast episodes, Politics by Faith, why it's so hard for people to admit they were wrong. We'll tell that story on another episode. But the kernel of truth here is, yes, some boys are more feminine, and some girls are a bit more masculine. And not everyone fits into a neatly defined box all the time. Also, kids at some point in their childhood may feel uncomfortable with their body. Like, these are all true. And the noble cause is we want kids to feel good about themselves. We want kids to feel comfortable and loved. So you put those two things together, and we're like, well, let's just remove breasts of healthy girls. <laughs> and let's cut off the genitals of healthy boys. Well, huh? And very few people, once they've jumped on that train, are willing to admit, oof, that was... That was a bad idea. I was, I was very wrong about that. I was tricked. This is very messed up, everyone. I'm out of here. Very few people do that. People's desire to not admit they were wrong is so strong. Look at what they're willing to ignore. You know when doctors make a fake penis? They will surgically remove all of the tissue and muscles from their forearm. All of it. The, the whole thing. And they will fashion a penis out of it. So now this woman is left with a completely deformed and scarred arm. Like, you would never not wear a long sleeve shirt ever again in your life. Like, totally mutilated arm. And even scars across her chest because her breasts are removed. All in exchange for a flaccid hunk of skin that you call a penis. And now I'm a man. And people look at this. And they're like, yeah, it's great. I, I, I support this. Because they don't want to admit they were tricked. And children are getting caught up in this. Children, wake up. We got a ton more to do. We haven't even really brought God into this yet. And how God is a God of distinction and order. And when you remove God, you get chaos. We'll talk about that later. But coming up next, a young girl who was caught up in this. Caught up in it. Tricked, manipulated, betrayed even. Betrayed by the people around her. Betrayed by her doctors. But praise God, she regained her sanity. All against the cultural tsunami and is now detransitioned. We're going to talk to Chloe Cole next. Wait till you hear, hear her story. Mike Slater, spread the word. This podcast is brought to you by Public Square. I'm so grateful for Public Square, connecting people with shared values together in the marketplace. We all know the Bud Light story. I want Bud Light to be destroyed. 
I, I mean, may, maybe they can totally repent and come back around and redeem themselves, but they won't. And I want them to be totally destroyed to send a message to every other business to knock it off. Just knock it off with this nonsense already. I love the, the memes. First, you have one meme where a, a guy, husky guy, will drink a Bud Light and then t- start talking like this. And then there's another other ones where you have like weak Democrats drinking Bud Light for like the first time in their life, pretending as if like this is like a normal thing now. So like Bud Light has become the beer of, <laughs> you, you know. So uh, it's great. And I hope they get destroyed. I also, flip side, want to help out and support and do business with the people who share my values. And that's what Public Square does. It connects you with those people, connects you with those businesses wherever you live and also uh, online, you know, internet, national companies. Uh, but ones that share your values, it's the most important thing right now. And obviously they're great businesses too. So start off small, do what I did, download the app and just hit coffee and tea or restaurants was the first thing we did. We had restaurants near me and that's how we found Rock and Jenny subs. And we go there all the time and we see Jenny right there, right? Cause like, Oh, we get like, we're all, we're on the same team here. That's incredibly powerful. And I would say in today's era, incredibly important public sq.com. You can read the five values that every business owner has to believe in, in order to be featured in the app. And, uh, any other questions? Yeah. Public sq.com, but just download it. It's free public square in the app store. Chloe Cole is here. That person you saw at the end, there, a former transgender kid, now a D transitioner. Chloe, I'm so grateful for you telling your story and truly saving lives and making people aware of what's really going on. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Takes a ton of courage. Take me to the first time that you felt that you were in the wrong body. What what does that feel like and, and where were you? I think that feeling really started to come around when I was around the age of 12. Before, I I started puberty really young. I must have been around eight or nine. I was just going into my fourth grade year when I started hearing from my mom that my body was developing and that I had to wear bras. And eventually I started getting comments from other adults and my own peers. And I became really self-conscious about mm. this, about my body. And it was really hard to keep up with these changes that were happening more rapidly than my mind was developing. And from a young age, I'd been a bit of a tomboy, more so as I got older and hit puberty. I, after a while, I didn't really like wearing things like skirts or dresses, and I found it embarrassing. And I liked the, I preferred to have my hair short. And I didn't really get along with other girls my age for, for quite a long time. And, even in general, I was kind of the, the sensitive, quiet, shy type. And it was just difficult in general to fit in with other kids. I often felt like there was something wrong with me growing up for that. I didn't know that. Just, was, I didn't really know it to, I didn't know how to put my finger on it, but there was something that, that separated me from from the other kids. And I just had those been, three... Uh, so, sorry, I'm interrupting. Just those three data points, it makes perfect sense why a 12-year-old could come to the conclusion of, you know, I don't feel comfortable in my body. Uh, I'm more of a tomboy anyway. I'm maybe not getting along with other girls. Gee, I don't know. Maybe I'm a boy. Like, it, like it makes sense why someone could come to that conclusion. But you would think there'd be other people around to say, well, no, you're not. 
So when was the first time you said it out loud? And what, were, what was people's reaction? Yeah, so my introduction to the idea that I didn't have to be a girl and that I, I wasn't actually a girl was through social media. I started using a phone at 11 and mm. I started using social media as well shortly after. And I, I saw on, on Instagram, the platform that I use most throughout my, my pre-adolescent and adolescent years, a lot of images of women that I just couldn't compare to. A lot of them were very, very pretty, very beautiful, very curvy. And it was just another one of those things that made me feel even more dissociated from, from womanhood. Mm. And on top of that, I was also starting to see in the communities around like video games and shows that I watched, a lot of people my age or a little bit older who identified as trans. And sometimes in posts that weren't related to the, um, the media that, that, um, that they played or watched, they would talk about their own personal lives and how they felt growing up how they felt about their their bodies and a desire to transition and seemingly how happy every milestone of transitioning made them. Mm. And I felt like who I really you, related to these people. I started to who wonder- did you tell, Who'd you tell first? What did they say? Um, at first I came out to some, a few friends at school and they didn't really take very kindly to it. They would often, mm. They would, they would make comments about it, like, why do you think you're trans? Like, you'll never look like a boy. And it was actually stuff like that that pushed me further into it because I wanted to, to prove these people wrong, that I was wow. a boy, that I was happier this way. And yes. eventually I told some members of my family before I came out to my parents through a letter that I left on, on the table. What'd they say? How'd they respond? They... They had a bit of a mixed reaction. The reason why I wrote a letter is because I knew it was, they wouldn't really, it's not exactly something you would expect to hear from your own kid. No. And it would be a lot for them to take in. So I kind of just, I wanted to allow them some time to, to think it through how, how they would react, how they would respond to me and how they would handle it. And they didn't really know how to, they wanted to, support me and they were okay with me changing the way that I presented myself and dressed and they tried to go along with my my name change but hmm. they just didn't really know what to, to do about this and they well, thought looking it, back looking back what do you wish they did and what do you wish they said instead right so I think this is where the, the mistake they made started. They thought, correctly so, that it was a mental health issue. So they referred to me, they referred me to a therapist because they thought, well, since this is a mental health issue, they're going to get to the root of this mm -hmm. and this will be resolved at least until by adulthood when she'll be able to make her own decisions. But that never happened. 
I was. What happened? At the, what happened there? What happened at the, at the in the medical system? What happened? Pretty much every doctor I had only took the affirmative approach. I was immediately referred to by my preferred name and pronouns and identity, and it was not really questioned at all. It was just taken as a fact that I was the son of my parents and that they would treat me as their son and not their daughter. And they were told that regret, post-transition regret is very insignificant, that it almost never happens. But if I weren't affirmed in my identity and allowed to make the decisions that I wanted surrounding my, my own body, then I certainly would kill myself. Yeah, that's, that's the threat they give, right? Do you want a, uh, an alive son or a dead daughter? Exactly. Yeah, that's such that's emotional blackmail. My- yeah, that's so, so horrific that that's what they say. So what medical procedures did you go through and, and how quickly did they happen? So I was put on puberty blockers only about half a year after I did gender dysphoria diagnosis. And a month or so after that, I was put on testosterone. Um, and this is all the age of 13. So it was very quickly paced. And just two years later, um, after my sophomore year ended, was when I underwent a double mastectomy. It was the only surgery I had, but it was devastating. Were you for it at the time, or were you starting to have some second guesses at that moment before? I didn't really have any second thoughts about transitioning until after I had the surgery, actually. Interesting. And the thing that really pulled me out of it was uh, almost a year afterward when I was taking a psychology class, I was learning about things like parenting and child development. And I came to the realization that it might not be something. Being a parent, being a mother might not be something that I'll be able to experience as an adult. And now that my breasts Mm -hmm. are gone, I'll never have that special experience of breastfeeding and bonding with my children. That's an amazing realization you had at a young age. Chloe, I I have so many more questions. I want to talk forever. I'm just so grateful that you're sharing your story. What's your message to everyone? What's your message to, let's start with parents. What's your message to parents if their daughter comes to them and says, uh, I feel like a boy or vice versa? It's not going to be easy, but you might have to go against the advice of, of your doctors. Because right now, most healthcare associations in the U.S. are pushing transition as the only treatment for minors who present with gender dysphoria. But the truth is that transitioning is never appropriate for kids. I mean, children just aren't able to understand before the age of 18 and even I think most people before the age of 25 are really able to make a decision like this because it's something that impacts every single part of your life from your sex life, your social life, your family, your ability to have children, and your overall health. And that's yep. not a decision that any kid can make. 
And on top of that, the younger you transition, the the higher risk of complications there are with with each treatment, mm. and especially the puberty blockers and the surgeries. Yeah. Let me ask this: We got about thirty seconds or so, Chloe. What what is your message to eight year old Chloe or all the other eight year olds out there who felt the same way you felt years ago? What do you say to them? You are so much more than your body, and it's really best for these kids to stay off the internet because social media right now is really exacerbating a lot of mental health issues and especially a lot of body image issues in in young girls and even young boys and it's also just a huge distraction i mean a lot of the kids these days aren't really spending as much time as they did with friends or playing outside or just being in their with their communities and their families and mm -hmm. just working on something that really matters that's definitely something Chloe, that I lacked as a kid. I love that answer so much. You are so much more than your body. You are a soul, and that's the most important thing. Fantastic. Chloe, uh, please keep up the wonderful work. Please share your story as much as you're able. I sure will. Thank you so much. Chloe Cole. Yes. You're so much more than your body. This is one of the main themes that we talk about on this show, is everyone talks about the brain, right? In our evolution, post-modern world, it's all about the brain, the brain, the brain. It's like, no, no, it's the soul. We need to get back to focusing on the soul. You are more than your body. You are more than a brain and the chemicals in it. You are a soul. Beautiful, Chloe. Mike Slater, spread the word. These are the top three headlines this very second on Drudge Report. Dollar under fire from rival nations. What if loses world dominance? It's like, yeah, are you kidding me? Welcome to the party, of course. That's where we are, where we're headed. Uh, number two, cash will become less usable, warns bank. Super. Depositors pull nearly $60 billion as Apple raises pressure. I think that's about uh, Apple's new like savings plan. Or um, listen, it's not going well. It's not going well for the dollar. It's not going well for banks. <laughs> it's going well for gold because it's always gone well for gold. I mean, gold's been around for thousands of years. That's it's right. It's like the, it's like the thing that's lasted the longest of all the things. I don't know what else has lasted longer. May I consider you go get some? You can just buy it. Now the question is where? Well, Patriot Gold Group, they are the best. It's where I bought my gold. Number is 888-617-6122. And you just call them and you buy gold from them. They also have a no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver. And you may be eligible for the no fee for life IRA on qualifying rollovers. So give a call, just talk it out, get a free investor guide and see if this makes sense, but uh, cash doesn't. 1-888-617-6122 or patriotgoldgroup.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.